Welcome to this latest episode of Become a Competent Biblical Counselor. I'm Dr. Dave Jones, and today's topic is going to be Biblical Priorities. And I will be using the entire chapter 5 and chapter 6 of Ephesians. So let's get started. There will be times as a counselor you will be getting calls from someone who is totally stressed out. And you can start inquiring as to what they mean by stressed. Why are they stressed? What are they doing that's stressed? What are they not doing that's stressed? Anyway, you're going to want to determine what their definition of stress is. And it's going to come down primarily to the fact that I've got so much to do. I've got my job I have to constantly work at. I have to take care of my husband and the house and the children and the the PTA and things I have to do at school. And I am just so stressed out. I can't get everything done that I'm supposed to get done. And as soon as I think I can get something done today, it all comes up tomorrow with different twists. And I just can't take it anymore. And I need some help. So just get ready. Sometimes you're going to start off a counseling session with just that kind of verbiage. And we talk about priorities. They just know that something else is controlling their priority structure and they're just having to keep up and they just can't seem to get it done. Anyway, the Bible has a lot to say about what your priorities should be, especially Paul's writings in Ephesians 5 and Ephesians 6. And I want to start off with reading Ephesians 5. We're going to go through these entire chapters and point out the theme that you're going to realize for the determination and the establishment of biblical priorities. This is a fascinating study. A lot of people have not ever heard this before, but now you're going to get it, and you can share this with people that are stressed out. So here goes. The number one priority that we have every single day is our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Everybody primarily agrees with that. But when you look at it again, what does that daily relationship with Jesus Christ? Ephesians chapter 5 gives you exactly that answer. It's entitled, The Walk of the Believer as God's Dear Child. You want to find out what it's like to walk with as a dear child of Jesus Christ every single day? You want to find out what it's like to have Jesus as your prior, number one priority today? This is what it determines. And this is the definition of what Paul is talking about here. It starts in chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness let not be once named among you, as becomes saints." Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with words, vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the sons of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and all righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfaithful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. 
For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he says, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then, that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, in which is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So there you have it. You want to know what it means to have a personal daily relationship with Jesus Christ? There it is. Now let's look at number two biblical priority and notice the theme. It's entitled, The Married Life of Spirit-Filled Believers as Illustrating Christ in the Church. Here we're in chapter 5 still, verse 25. It says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loves his wife loves himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself and the wife see that she reverence her husband. So we're looking at the number one priority is your personal daily relationship with Jesus Christ. And Paul illustrates exactly what that means in the first part of chapter five. The second biblical priority is your relationship to your spouse. Notice that's the theme that Paul is following. And it's interesting that it follows in this format. So your spouse is the number two priority. Let's see what Paul says the number three priority is. And we're going to start here in chapter 6. This is the domestic life. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So chapter 6, verses 1 through 4 has to do with the family relationship, the children. The children and the family is now identified in the order of number 3 priority. Let's see what number 4 is. Starting in verse 5, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart, as unto Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, 
with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And you masters, do the same things unto them, forbearing threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. So there's number four, which means that the number four priority is your occupation or your job. Okay, let's go on to number five. And we're starting in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto one has to do with your ministry, the warfare of the spirit filled believers. And it gives a clear picture again of how you're supposed to stand, how you should stand in your ministry. And we all have a ministry and there are different ministries, but you have a purpose and a responsibility to stand firm. But notice the biblical priorities. Your number one priority in your life is your personal daily relationship to Jesus Christ. Number two is your spouse. Number three, your children. Number four, your occupation. And lastly, your ministry. So if you have somebody coming to you and they're totally stressed out with their life, they can't keep up with things that are demanded of them to do, just simply ask them what their priorities are. A lot of times they will have no idea what their priorities are or what their priorities should be. If they want a biblical example of exactly what the Bible says with respect to what your priorities are, there it is. Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. God, spouse, children, occupation, and ministry. If people get their lives straight with respect to what their biblical priorities should be, they will not have nearly the stresses in their life that they have created. So that's it for the day. Thank you for listening. Make a great day out of it and watch your priorities as well. Have a good one.